Welcome to the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast, where theology and youth ministry meet. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. I'm your host, Mike McGarry, here in our online studio with Aaron Armstrong today to talk about discipling new believers. Uh, Aaron is the author of several books for adults and children. He's a documentary screenwriter, ministry leader, podcaster. His most recent book, I'm a Christian, Now What? A Guide to Your New Life in Christ is out with Lexham Press. That's the the main uh, subject matter for our conversation. Really recommend that book. I was able to pick that up at the recent TGC conference, and I highly commend it to you. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us for the conversation today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right. Glad to have you with us. Um, hey, so uh, we've already talked about a few things. We've talked about comics because you got some comic books in your background. I love that. That's right. Um, talked about Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, so our, our oh, sponsor... Canada. The, 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 uh, the sponsor ministry for Youth Pastor Theologian is an apologetics ministry named Prepare to Answer that's based in, um, in the London, Ontario area. So, okay, very cool. Um, shout out to Canadians. At Youth Pastor Theologian, we love Canada. Right on. And so. fun fun fact, I actually, before I moved to the States, I lived in London. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, that, I'm sure. I was there for almost 20 years. Okay. So I'm sure there are connections there uh, of people you oh, yeah. know. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Who Scott and Sean um, from Prepared to mm-hmm. Answer know too. Yeah, that's really cool. We'll have to connect you guys. Yeah. Um, so, hey, before we dive into today's uh, topic of discipling new believers and, and talking about your book and uh, how that connects to youth workers. It's always helpful to get to know our guests as their teenage selves a little bit. So um, who was Aaron Armstrong as a teenager? What sort of things were you into? Sports, clubs, theater, uh, et cetera? Oh, man. Um, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit, I was uh, probably my biggest sport was brooding when uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did most. Um I was uh, perpetually grumpy. It was the 90s. Yeah. Um, so on it point. Fit the Very on point. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I was on brand for that uh, for that yeah. season. You, big, um, chain, you know, big, st- big chain wallet guy? No, no. No, I no chain was, wallet? No, no chain wallet. No, um, no crazy oversized pants. Okay. Um, generally, generally kind of dressed the way I do now, which is a lot of black. And yeah. Um, you know, and life uniform style, and it's yeah. the best. But, um, but yeah. So when I was a teenager, I um, I didn't I didn't participate in any um, sports or really any clubs that much. Like I dabbled in, um, I dabbled in chess club when I was in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, I didn't do didn't do football or anything like that. Um, the the culture's not not quite as big into stuff like that i don't and i don't like hockey so i really don't pay attention to that you don't like um, hockey but you're from Canada? i don't like hockey why wow. i know i know Talk I'm about being a social Canadian. outcast huh that's right that's why i live in the united states My they goodness. threw me out because <laughs> i don't like hockey but <laughs> but um you know i love um i love when i was a teen i loved um music especially fashionably sad music mm-hmm. i loved and loved um, uh, art and comic books and yeah. reading and and all of these kinds of things and like 
you know, we were talking off air before about, uh, about all the comics in my, in my background here. And, um, like my first, like I was so into those things that my first yeah. real job was at a comic book store, Oh my gosh, and, I'm so jealous. which was the best. That's amazing. Um, you know, you make no money, but, um, no. but you get to read all you want. Well, you have access. And it's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're spending your whole paycheck in the store, but, <laughs> but, it's a great um, business but, plan for the owner, right? Oh man, it's smart, smart business. Uh, so I was really into that kind of stuff and I was into it to the degree that, um, that my plan was to go into that industry mm. professionally. Okay. Um, so, and so I got, actually got into a school in New Jersey that specializes in that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, I couldn't go because exchange rates were, uh, were yeah. and are awful. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I didn't want to be, you know, 90, 90 or a hundred thousand dollars in debt, yeah. um, just to, uh, just to do that. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah. um, went in a different direction. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, um, yeah. Canadian kind of geek culture type. Um, are you a Rush fan? I have um, I have some affection for Rush. Yes, okay. I'm not the biggest yeah. Rush fan in the world in terms of like I'm not obsessive about yeah. them or anything like All that. Right. But, well, I'll, but I'll take I'll take what I can. I dig get. them. Yeah, I, I I just think Rush is the greatest rock band in history. Um, Getty Lee's new memoir, so- by the way, outstanding. Um, okay. Yeah. Outstanding. His parents were Holocaust survivors. Both of them mm-hmm. were Holocaust survivors. And so there's just a really powerful chapter about their experience um, living through the Holocaust and everything too. So yeah, yeah really, really interesting. So awesome. Anyways. Um, yeah. L- love that. So, um, so your, your background, right. As a, as a Canadian, right. Um, just mm-hmm. the, the Christian climate in Canada is, Maybe just a little bit different than down in Nashville. Yeah, right? just a touch. Yeah, so um, I mean, fill, fill us in on that a little bit, and then how did that trickle down into your book? I'm a Christian now. What? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, growing up, I didn't really, I didn't really have any significant connection to Christianity at all. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to church. I didn't, um, I didn't knowingly actually know anyone who was a genuine believer. Yeah. Um, um, I may have, I may well have been wrong about that, but, uh, mm-hmm. I just, I, it just wasn't on my radar. Um, you know, it was, it just wasn't a thing and it, and I was fine with that. And that yeah. was, that was generally true. Um, right up until I, right up until the year 2004, when, um, you know, a friend of mine from college, he had, um, you know, he had become a Christian and I thought it was really funny because he was, um, you know, cause he was the shiny shirt guy at, uh, <laughs> you know, in college. Uh, and so, um, and so I, so I, so I, thought that was hilarious and when i found out about it because i found out about it not from him but from one of our other friends who um was signet was significantly more jabby than than even i was about stuff like that um and so we we would gang up on him a little bit Mm -hmm. and tease him but um but he one day invited me and um you know my now wife emily to this uh this dinner discussion thing at his church uh yeah. that 
um, we didn't realize was a 10 week, uh, 10 week, uh, alpha program thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and for those who are, who, who don't know, alpha is this, um, you know, significantly more like it rooted in kind of charismatic Anglicanism, yeah. <laughs> um, which is yeah. an interesting, fair. Yeah. Uh, interesting mix there. But yeah. uh, the whole idea of it is, is to give a, um, a uh, create a, a space for someone yeah. to explore and have open dialogue about the fundamentals of yeah. what Christians actually believe. Um, and so, uh, so I signed up for this thing, went and, um, you know, uh, forgot that it was 10 weeks long. We got there and we were shocked that it was that long and, yeah. um, you know, participated through the whole thing. Didn't, uh, didn't make a commitment to faith or anything like that at the end. Um, but you know, but because we, we connected and had these relationships, um, ultimately, um, you know, ultimately, uh, bought a Bible to, to read for myself. Yeah. Again, those are things that are not all that common um, because people don't like you have a religion section in your big box bookstores. Um, it's usually the least trafficked section of the entire store. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, most of it would be most of what's there would be um, what um, and this is a little bit of inside baseball, of course, but it'd be more leaning toward critical scholarship right. type work. So defeater yeah. arguments against um orthodox christianity and yeah. things like that yeah um so not super helpful from that perspective mm -hmm. um but you you know you'd still find you know some of the you know some of the books that that many of us list many of us um who uh many of you who are listening to this would esteem right. um would still trickle up but yeah. um not nearly as many um yeah. so so that said um you know, when we think about the when we think about the the church there, I mean, you know, you still have a you still have a culture that, you know, if you look at the demographics, it would still it would still show on the census reports that it's broadly Christian, right? Um, because, but it's predominantly um, historic Roman Cat Roman Catholic, yeah. yep. Um, but many are not actually devout or practicing in any meaningful way. Yeah. Um, you know, we know, we know folks who are like, oh yeah, I go to mass every Sunday. I don't believe a word of it, right. but I go. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's what you do. Yeah. It's very similar um, it's what to they've always LP done. here in New England. Yeah. Very similar. Totally. Totally. Yep. Um, you know, uh, New England, the, the New England area of the United States, the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. um, those areas are very much like yeah. where Canada is. Right. Um, and where the Bible Belt is going, <laughs> um, because you know we're seeing all of these things, and I'm jumping around a little yeah. bit here, so no, I apologize. Good. Yeah, but uh, but you know we are moving toward this, the, like that that um, moving away from having a um, an identity that has familiarity or yeah. roots in pre historic Christian faith and practice. Right. Um, but, um, so, but so in Canada, what that means is you have, you have a neutral to negative viewpoint, depending yeah. on, depending on the topic, depending on the person. 
Um, and depending how much news that skews one direction or another mm-hmm. is again, trickling up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when you see, you know, so, you know, when we, when we see, um, uh, news like, uh, the overturning of Ro- Roe v. Wade, for example, yeah. um, in 2022, um, that caused um a lot a fair bit of a fair bit of hand wringing for a lot of people in in uh canada um particularly because um um particularly because it was it was more like oh this is more fuel this is more fuel for hostility for for canadians up there right um the legalization of same-sex marriage was Mm -hmm. um when it happened in the in the states um you know it happened 10 years earlier in canada right right. (laughs) and um it was more of a it was more of a like okay this is going to happen how more how do we how do we respond faithfully was the was the 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 way that it had to be approached um so you don't get these big um voting blocks and um you know, advocacy groups that exist here in the States, you have people doing a lot of grassroots kind of stuff, right? You sometimes get people trying to do American style, you know, (laughs) yeah, melding of things that I could go on about for a really long time. Um, and it doesn't play ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, um, it only ever hurts the witness of Christians in Canada. Yeah. Um, and so they, they've had to, f- so most Christians have to figure out how do we be faithful people, hold to our convictions and, and yet be open and welcoming of people yeah. who ag- disagree with us on some significant yeah. issues yeah. so that we can help them meet Jesus. Right. Okay, so here's here's where yep. I think there's a really helpful connection in in that that reflection about kind of the the ministry climate and the religious climate of Canada mm-hmm. is even if you're in the Bible Belt, that is kind of where youth culture is. So yeah. even if you're in like the thick of the Bible Belt, um, the the ministry, religious, spiritual climate of youth, even in the Bible Belt, is is sympathetic to everything that Aaron has just explained and described. Um, even if their parents or grandparents' generations are still faithful, genuine, devout believers, right? So, um, when we're ministering to a generation who is largely post-Christian, um, who is skeptical of authority um in every regard mm-hmm. including religious authority including um citing the bible and saying thus saith the lord right like, like yeah. across the board when there's suspicion of authority um there's like off the rails tolerance um and yeah like how do we how do we minister uh, how do we preach and proclaim the gospel with confidence like uh sometimes i hear people um almost like they're ap- apologizing before preaching the gospel. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, that's not what apologetics means. Um, no. Right. So like we, we want to be bold witnesses, but we also mm-hmm. need to be discerning and culturally aware of who we're speaking to so that the gospel we proclaim and the words that they hear are the same message. Otherwise what we say is not what they hear 
because we don't know what they're expecting to hear. So what we preach and what we teach isn't landing appropriately, and then we wonder why there's a disconnect, right? So yeah. one of the things that you said that I think is really interesting that was not on our list of things to discuss um, is Alpha. Yes. Right. So Alpha started in in England, um, mm-hmm. England. And so I, I led an Alpha group uh, in college, actually. Um, and so I know that they have some interesting, we'll say, um, Holy Spirit weekend stuff about telling yes. telling God what spiritual gifts you want him to give you. And some of that we, we kind of, just, okay. But like overall, I thought it was really interesting that Alpha began as a baptism class. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it was originally designed as how do we help new Christians understand what it means to be a Christian? And England had grown so unfamiliar with Christian doctrine that people who attended the class actually started bringing their non Christian friends. Um, and so I just, as the youth pastor, theologian ministry, right? Like, Sometimes when you're ministering to a post-Christian generation, one of the best ways that you can do evangelism is actually to talk about theology and to talk about the content instead of making it like a slick and appealing, like fun uh, outreach event. And then you're going to slip the gospel at the end. Like, I really think that one of the best ways we can do evangelism with this generation is to put the theology front and center and say like, Hey, we're going to come and we're going to talk about the different religions and what are the, how is Christianity different from the other religions? And just to put that up front, I think non-Christian youth would actually come to that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting that the, the, the role that alpha has in, in, in your, your life and conversion story. And, um, yeah, that just stood out. So, um, I'm talking too much. Um, no, so, no, you're great. You're great. So let's, um, I am great. That's that's yeah. correct. Um, that's right. So let, let's get to your book, right? So your book, I, sure. I'm a Christian, now what? Um, can you give us just a, a, a quick flyby of um, why did you write the book and why did you um, give it the table of contents that you did, right? Like what, why yeah. is it structured this way? Yeah. So, so this book really um, was born out of uh, reflecting on what those those first first couple of years of being a Christian were like for me, so thinking about what did what do I wish someone had been someone had told me when I first believed, yeah. and so and to help me, um, you know, avoid some of the pitfalls that I that I fell into, um, developing some, you know, help me get on a better path with developing better habits and and understanding just some basic things um like for example what uh, how to develop the, the you know kind of the three core pillars of of our day-to-day life as christians so what is what does it mean to read the bible like so how do we read the bible what, and but not just how do we read it but what is the bible and why does this thing matter and what is it about fundamentally these thing these questions yeah. that yeah. um if you you know depending on your background you 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 may have have mostly experienced bible reading as functionally bible roulette so you're opening it up to a random uh, a random page you're reading yep. a single verse out of context and you're yep. not and you're not seeing the rest of it um and how it all works together yeah um at the same time 
prayer. And so what is so what is prayer? Why do we do this? How do we do this? And so um and not just telling people, "Hey, you know, read your Bible and pray." Right. right. And then third, of course, is Christian community. So the church, why do we why are we not saved into an individualistic faith but saved explicitly into community where we are ne- where other people are necessary yeah um and so and so both why that matters what to be looking for in a healthy church yeah. <laughs> um what to be look what to be what are some warning signs of churches that you should maybe not be a part of um as well um because un- unfortunately there there are churches that yeah really aren't churches but yep. Yep. <laughs> um yep um so there's so there's those core habits but then there's then there's everything else and yeah. so it's so it's not just how do you how do you build the framework of your life it's okay how do you apply your faith to the rest of your life so how do you engage with um art and music and pop culture um so how do you read comic books to the glory of god how do Amen. you listen to grumpy, um, fashionably sad music um, in a way that honors Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Can you do that? Um, yeah. And yes, you can, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, how do you, you know, how do you do things like, um, uh, how, do, how do you develop your convictions? How do yeah. you learn to disagree with others in a way that is charitable and honest how do you know the the right times and right and and right seasons to to start dipping your toes into different kinds of service and leadership and yeah. so that you don't end up doing things like I did which was being a brand new christian leading a men's ministry um which i had <laughs> no business doing um yeah. that's it's just that so happens. bad so bad yeah. um you know and how do you how do you have a honest discussion with people yeah um about um both both non-christians and christians in a way that honors god and honors other people mm-hmm. and is true to your convictions um as well how do you do thing how do you deal with um the modern the, the you know modern perspectives on sex and marriage and yeah. you know what do you do when you yeah. find like you know in my case as you know as an adult convert you know where in living in a society where cohabitation is is the norm and is mm-hmm. expected and as you know the the next logical step yeah. in your relationship yeah. what do you do when you own a house with your significant other who you're not married right. to yeah um <laughs> you know um you know and have all the trappings of marriage without kids um yeah. and without a marriage license um how do you do things like tell talk about your faith in a way that is genuine to how god saved you how do you like how do you share that in a way that isn't um you know isn't kind of the standard um You'll hear particular, and I've, I've noticed this. I, I noticed this back home in Canada, and I notice it a lot here too. Yeah, but the the kind of templated testimony, yeah, that is the you know everything you know the you know everything is terrible, and you hit this rock bottom moment, and then 
you meet Jesus and everything is better. Well, what about <laughs> when things are fine? Yeah. And then you meet Jesus yep. and everything goes in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? That's How real. do you talk about that? Yeah. And help people yep. and help people to see that, yeah, things became a real yep. mess after I became a Christian, but Jesus is better and Jesus is worth the mess. Yeah. And then finally, ultimately, what do we what kind of person are we supposed to be in yeah. public and in private? Right. Um, how do we be um, you know, the the phrase I use in the book is um it, and and I borrowed this from from um David French, who is um uh, an, an, uh, a journalist and former uh, former JAG officer. <laughs> um, so, uh, real smart guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he uses this term um, convictionally, uh, convictional kindness. Yes. And so the whole idea behind this is is to to how is how do you how do you embrace both being absolutely firm on the fundamentals of what you believe while also being um uh, while also being kind and compassionate in how you express those to people who maybe aren't your who aren't your enemy really right but are ignorant of what you believe or don't understand it or maybe they are hostile to what you believe but yeah you can diffuse it yeah yeah so that's a, a really, I think, a powerful and beautiful portrait of what does it, what does it look like for a new believer to grow and mature as a Christian, right? So yeah. we want to help them understand, like, just doctrinally, what what does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, we want to help them develop a biblical worldview, uh, mm-hmm. right? So that their faith is informing <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, and we want to just help them with Christian living. Like I, I know sometimes uh, uh, I don't know people who read and listen to something called youth pastor theologian. Like, like let's be honest, we're probably we probably turn our nose up to books that have the Christian living tag on them. They're like, it's gonna be just like thin trash. Like right, and, and so yep. I get I get that, and a lot of it is like just it could be a blog post, and yeah you would get the same amount out of that book. Um, but we do need to talk about Christian living with, with adult, with parents, right? I mean, as yep. youth workers, we want to minister not just to the teenagers, but to their parents. So like, I think some of this too is helpful in thinking through, um, hopefully we have students who are coming to our, our ministries who are not churched kids um, as we try to partner with the parents, like what what would it cost for those parents to to follow Christ? Um, m- maybe sometimes the the teenagers actually convert to Christ and and find their life in Him before their parents do. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's some real challenge there. There's a there's a real cost there. Um, and, and I think a, a lot of what you're talking about, and I think your book really helps um, kind of understand the new life that adults can struggle with uh, when they become mm-hmm. believers. Uh, but I want to pivot a little bit in our, our conversation to really focus in on the lives of teenagers, right? Ministry to teenagers. Yeah. Um, so when, um, you know, maybe a, a parent has led their kid to Christ and they come to us and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, Johnny became a Christian um, and finally places faith in Jesus. 
um, you know, maybe interested in baptism or like not, not really sure where to go next, or maybe we've gone on a, a D now or a camp or a retreat or, um, something from youth group just really hit them. Right. And these students are placing their faith in Christ. Um, I think a lot of youth workers focus a lot on evangelism Mm -hmm. and they can focus on like ongoing discipleship, but the early stage of discipleship of ministering to a new believer can be really um, either underdeveloped or overthought in in Mm -hmm. many of our ministries. Um, What advice do you have for youth workers regarding ministry to teenagers who who are new Christians. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, in a lot of ways, it kind of depends because there are two different kinds of, there are two different kinds of approaches that you, you can take, um, but they have connection points. So I'm going to try to do my best to, to not ramble too much for you. Um, But I mean, if you think about it from the perspective of whether they are, whether they they have believing parents or they are the first believers in their family, um, one of the best things that we can do is is that we can we can not assume what they already know. So yeah. again, think about yeah, those think about those those core pillars of of that 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 build the framework of of our life in Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, scripture, prayer, community. Do they do they know do they really know what the Bible is? Do they know how to study the Bible? If not, there's a great opportunity for you to say, "Hey, you know, let's let's read a short let's do it. Let's let's go through a book together." And like, and here's a, and let's use this framework to, uh, to do that. This is a good, like, so you can use, you can use, and there's tons of these out there. There's things like, you know, the SOAP method. So scripture, observation, application, prayer is, um, is a really good basic, um, catchy, um, again, super basic, uh, inductive method, uh, for Bible study. But you can go through that and you can say, okay, this is you know this is this is an approach that'll help you at least get your get your feet under mm-hmm. you and then you can you can go from there and start learning yeah. you know l- learning all kinds of different things um you want to talk about things like okay let's talk about again let's talk about prayer so what do you think prayer is supposed to be is it um like where where do you find yourself getting hung up? Do you find yourself getting hung up anywhere? Um, you know, I I know one one of those big things is going to be we we tend because these are things that are caught and not taught necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to we're going to tend to assume that there's a certain vocabulary or um, you know, a posture that we have a physical posture that we have to have in order to do these things. And yeah. so help help them see both that there is a place for um specific focused time to pray, but also that prayer is something that is supposed to be a part of our entire lives that um you know as as Paul said that we're to pray without ceasing. Yeah. Um and what that actually means is basically you're having an ongoing conversation with God throughout your day. 
um, not just saying like, Hey God, I need help with this. Although definitely there all de- though, definitely ask, but things like, Hey, this was a good part of my day. Thank you for that. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm really confused about this. I don't understand it. Um, help, you know, you can say, help me understand, <laughs> help me understand yeah. how I'm supposed to have this conversation, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, help them see, okay, community really matters and not just community with your peers, but you need to know older people who Mm -hmm. are, um, who have more experience in the faith. Um, you need to learn from them. You need to be, you need to be encouraged by them and you'll also encourage them in the process, um, as well. Yeah. To help everyone see that that we all need each other, so start with those basics uh, um, and help them get those those good rhythms. Ex- like unpack all those things, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the things that's great with that is sometimes in trying to trying to do that with a you know with a teen or with um, or with an adult new believer who has no background for that matter. Right. Um, so think about their parents and, yeah. you know, in an area like where you are, um, you, you may find that it's like that you may not, not be as familiar with these things as, as even you think you are. And that's yeah. okay yeah. because that's an opportunity to grow in your faith too. And it's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, whenever I have, have run into roadblocks with stuff like that with, you know, with my own kids helping them think through, think through different things. Cause I mean, you know, home parenting is youth ministry for me right now because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I have teenage teens and tweens Yep, and it's, it's wild, man. <laughs> I got, I got two of my own at home too. I, yep. yep. It's a blessed yep. so, challenge. So yeah. And you know, you, fu- you're always yeah. going to find that there's, that there's play, there's things you left assumed. Yeah. Yeah. That. You assumed that they they understood from yeah. from conversation around the dinner table, from conversation you know in church, from other places that mm-hmm. it's like nope that just flew right over their heads and yeah. so you want to you know you want to at their pace at you know um, enter into it. <laughs> so uh, a few things that you said here that I think are really um, good worth worth repeating um don't assume and i think we do that a lot especially for church kids um Mm -hmm. right i mean it's easy for for us to be like oh you know they learned those stories and they know this stuff and uh the longer i've served in youth ministry the more i realized you know by the time they get to high school a lot of those stories have kind of slipped out of their head or Mm -hmm. they assume that they know the stories but what they actually know about the story is like very very thin they know they remember just enough of like the old bible stories that they learned in in kids club or children's church Mm -hmm. or whatever they know just enough to like oh yeah that name's familiar but they can't tell you anything about whatever right so just don't assume that they remember stuff um it's all it's all kindling, right? It's all the firewood that's there. And then the Lord brings the fire, right? Uh, yep. So God honors that. Um, so we don't need to be all critical or self-deprecating about, oh, we taught this and they forgot everything, right? Because yeah. sometimes that happens. Um, but 
don't just don't assume or presume that they already understand like what is the gospel mm-hmm. right and so to walk through sal- ba- the basics of salvation history um from you know Genesis through Revelation with them I think can be really good and clarifying mm-hmm. for new believers um uh, because you're you're not assuming in some ways you're you're just giving short summaries to help them make connections that maybe there's stuff in their head that they just haven't connected yet. And now that yeah. they are professing faith in Christ, it's a really good time to make those connections with them. Maybe not for them, mm-hmm. but with them. Um, I also, one of the other things you said that I, I really appreciate um, in, in your book too, is how you don't just assume that kids will figure out prayer on their own. And I think that is something that happens a lot. Um, I, I think we we don't really instruct about prayer. Um, we just oh, just talk to God. What is prayer? It's, prayer is talking to God. Okay, so how do I pray? Well, we just talk to God. And it's like this is this is the instruction that we get um, mm-hmm. and that we give sometimes. And, and so it's just we need to actually help students develop some spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits. And um, yeah, I, I really appreciate your, your emphasis on prayer for new believers too, because I think that's really valuable. So um, mm-hmm. any final things that you would want to put on youth workers uh, radars as they uh, think about um, discipling new believers uh, in particular, n- new teenage Christians? Yeah, um I think one of the one of the really important things that that you know anyone working with teens can do is rather than giving a list of do's and don'ts um because we're all prone to be like crazy legalistic, you know, uh, in our defaults. Um, you know, you know, uh you know, I remember people that uh, that I, that I'm friends with who grew up in the church being like, yeah, we had, you know, we basically had the, you know, don't have sex talk and that's yep. it. Um, or, you know, don't listen to, don't listen to good music here. Listen to, you know, bad Christian <laughs> imitations instead. Yeah. Um, tar- if you and, like this band, you'll like this one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. if you like Foo Fighters, you're going to, you're, you'll love this group that, doesn't sound anything like them. <laughs> um, uh, it's like, or I can listen to that instead. Um, but um, one of the, but, but with those things is you want to help them to, mm-hmm. you want to help them to see, okay, what is it that's appealing about, um, you know, particularly with pop culture stuff. What is it appeal that's appealing about, yeah. um, you know, a show that, you know, you know, whatever, like that may or may not have, um, you know, significant themes that are, that are entirely off, off, um, anti, um, yeah. What Christians believe. Um, so it's like, okay, so what can we, what can we, what can we affirm in this? What is, what is something that's good and right and true? Where where are the creators basically telling on themselves? Um, and you you can do that with music and with books and like I said with TV and film and and basically everywhere. Um, but also help them see okay like 
this over here may not actually be good for your heart. Right. And here's why. And so, you know, an easy place to do that with is the easiest place to do that with is, is, is music because I mean, it gets past all our barriers very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, but to, but you know, you can do that again with, with just about anything and Mm -hmm. say, okay, what, not just, Hey, this isn't good for you, but why is this not good for you? Right. And also what, what, what is it speaking to in, in your heart and in your mind? Why do you like what you like? Um, help them to help them Mm -hmm. to think through those things in, um, in a distinctly Christian way and let them and help them to make wise choices for themselves that are informed by their faith. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, one good resource that I'd recommend on that, that that's really helpful for youth workers and I think for Christians in general, but Walt's ministry really focuses on youth, is um, Walt Mueller's ministry, Center for Parent Youth Understanding. Um, mm-hmm. He has a, a, a book on uh, youth culture in, um, that's published by Christian Focus. That I'd really recommend that book. It's a really good, short, accessible guide on understanding how um, we do cultural exegesis type of stuff. He also has the 3D guide to um, to youth culture. So he talks about discover, discern, decide. So it's basically just the three steps of hermeneutics um, and exegesis, but applied to culture, right? So discover, like, what what is this song or Netflix show or YouTube creator? Like, th- discover, like, get the get, just get the facts, right? And then dis- mm-hmm. uh, discern. Uh, discover discern yeah um and then like what's the message like what what is this actually saying um and then decide right what am i Mm -hmm. what am i gonna do with it um where can i affirm uh where's the bible affirm something in this message and in the motive and in the realities that it's talking about um and where does the bible correct yeah or even rebuke um Mm -hmm. what it says instead so yeah i'd really recommend walt's resources on um on that so anyway um so aaron as we wrap up the conversation um i know you're also working on the net bible and Mm -hmm. some really good um biblical resources that are out there uh could you just walk us through what is the net bible uh what are some of these different um publishing options and formats that they're releasing and um yeah where can we learn more about about that yeah, um, so the Net Bible is um, one of the more recent uh, translation, uh, complete translations of the entire Bible into into, link, into English from the original languages, um, and so it it's one that starts from scratch. It doesn't use a pre existing translation as its foundation or anything like that. Um, the whole idea behind it is is this translation is to create it was to create a translation that. Um, really follows where the text leads um, as much as possible. So the the translation committee, which, you know, has some of the best and brightest of um, of the field on it, um, they um, they were very open handed with their own, um, you know, theological convictions and particularities Mm -hmm. and tried to keep those from reading the text, reading those into the text and just let the text say what it says. How about so that, huh? it's a great translation that um, lets you see very familiar passages with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, it's I, I've been using it regularly for the last two years. 
Um, I really enjoy it, um, both uh, from a teaching and um, personal study perspective. Yeah, um, It's very easy to read. It's um, very clear, faithful, and it's also really, and it's really cool because it's also really accountable in that yeah. the translators made all of their notes available to the world to see. And yeah. so you can get those um, on, you can get those both in print in um, the, the Net Bible Full Notes Edition. You can get them online um, at netbible.org, um, which is also a place where you can, yeah. uh, where netbible.org and netbible.com are the places to go to learn more about the translation. Yeah. Um, uh, and you can read it all online as well. So, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, I really like this one for, um, for youth ministry in particular, because, um, because it's a good, um, it's a good, clear, understandable one for teens. Um, and there are some really great editions of it that are, that are for, that are for that age group as well. So, so so there's a few different editions, right? So which, which, um, particular net Bible would you recommend for youth workers? Uh, well, there's a couple. So, um, one in, but one in particular is, um, the, the text, which is a, which is a Bible that came out about a year ago from Thomas Nelson. And, um, what it does is it introduces a, um, a very, very simple way to explore any passage, um, that uses this acronym called text. So, um, so talk to God. So basically open him, open him prayer, um, you know, encounter God in, um, in, in the text, examine your heart, um, and talk to God and others. And that's Mm -hmm. the, that's one of those things that that's really significant there too, is is you're not just closing your time in prayer, but you're thinking, okay, how can I share something that I've learned with someone else? Not in a, not in an overt evangelistic kind of way, but it's like, Hey, I read this in my Bible today and it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, or when I was reading, this is something that God, you know, really made clear to me that that's a way that I need to change or I need something I need to do. And I, I need some help with that. Yeah. That's great. It's a, it's a great one. And it also, it also has some great tools to help, help, um, teens and teens, young adults, new believers, um, all see how every book of the Bible points to Jesus. So Mm -hmm. it's a great one. Um, so I, I've been, um, kind of tracking along with the, the net Bible for a couple of years since it was a online only type of thing. So I'm really happy that uh, there are some good print options uh, available, so um, yeah, I'll I'll share some links in the show notes for um, for listeners to to go check that out. So, Aaron, thanks for joining us. Uh, if if any listeners want to find you and connect with you or uh, listen to any of your other um, podcasts or anything, where where can people connect with you more? Yeah, uh, best place to connect with me is my website, uh, AaronArmstrong.co. Um, that's Aaron spelled like Moses brother. Um, <laughs> so A-A-R-O-N Armstrong.co. Uh, I'm on, um, I'm on a couple of the, the, the social media networks as well. Um, mostly Instagram and threads these days at Aaron Strongarm as well. So you can come find me there too. All right. 
Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. And listeners, thanks for listening in. And uh, so thankful for your ministry, for the way that you are serving students and especially discipling new believers. And so uh, this is coming out right before Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas to you. And we're going to be taking a little hiatus for the next few weeks. Uh, We'll be back in mid-January. And so we will see you then. So until then, uh, thankful for your ministry. Keep leading kids to Jesus and keep your eyes on him. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. YPT's mission is to empower youth workers to pursue theological depth because we're committed to inviting students into a faith that's big enough to grow into. You can learn more about the ministry and other resources we offer at youthpastortheologian.com, and you can find us on most social media at Youth Theologian. <laughs>